Hey, good to have you back. If you're new, welcome. This is the Saluki Standards Podcast, and I'm your host, Connor Onion. Saluki women's golf coach, Danielle Kaufman, is this week's guest. She's coming right up. But first, before we get rolling, quick non sequitur. Uh, If you're dining out, we encourage you to try McAllister's Deli in Carbondale. They're on East Main Street. And if you're a big fan of sweet tea, you'll certainly be a big fan of McAllister's Deli's sweet tea. Okay, so Danielle Kaufman, hired by SIU in the summer of 2018, and one of the themes throughout our conversation is just how fast of a study she is at multiple spots throughout her life, but that especially popped up at SIU. Her first spring as the head coach, the Salukis won the 2019 Missouri Valley Conference title, and she was the first coach in school history to be named the coach of the year in the conference in her first year as the head coach. 2020, of course, cut short, coronavirus, but the positive is, hey, Saluki Women's Golf, they're still the champs. That's actually one of the first things the girls said when we were trying to talk about positivity after uh, the whole coronavirus canceled our season. Um, You know, we all kind of laughed and said, well, I guess we're still the champions, right, coach? And I said, yes, we are. (laughs) So, um, yeah, definitely, we're still the defending champs. So, um, you know, we're ready to get back out there. Uh, obviously a, a banner reason or a banner season for so many reasons for you and your team first conference title in in 12 years uh your first year as a division one college head coach for you individually why do you think you were able to succeed so fast and win that title right away you know um it's all about making the relationships with your team you know I think that uh we all clicked really well I mean I can't say that at the beginning you know we're all new to each other so there's a lot of learning and a lot of learning curves and a lot of trust that we had to um you know gain during the fall season um of my first year that is and I think that whenever they knew how much I cared about the program and the girls I think they just they clicked when it came to you know my philosophy and mine was completely different you know um from the previous coach and Um, So there was some adjustment, but I think overall that um, my passion for the sport and, and how much I cared and I would do anything for them. And just, like I said, just kind of clicked and, and um, we clicked all at once and they trusted me. I trusted them. And, and uh, like I said, once they realized my philosophy and they believed in it, that was the key, believing in the philosophy I was trying to teach them. And one of the biggest thing was short game. You know, we sometimes would just, we wouldn't even pick up a driver. You know, we'd spend three hours just on wedge game and they'd get a little frustrated, but then they realized they'd go out in the golf course like, wow, I, you know, I struggled today, but I, I, you know, I got up and down everywhere. So um, again, just believing, you know, believing and trusting the process. So it sounds like it was pretty immediate that they trusted you and, you know, was it as soon as the summer when you got hired or in the fall when you finally got your hands on that, that it happened? It happened more, I would say, you know, um, when I felt it anyways, um, probably middle of the fall season, which to me, yeah, seems pretty quick. Uh, I think that, again, it took some adjustments just to get to know me, my personality, you know, their personality and, and um, what our goals are and, and who's all in and things like that. So, uh, and it helps too that these, these girls, every single one of them were extremely hard workers. I can't, I can't say how hard they work. I mean, it's unreal. I mean, I, we'd have I finished practice and then I, you know, go in the locker room and come out and they're still out there. So, uh, that was awesome for me just to show how much 
you know, they wanted it. And that was another reason they, they all wanted the championship. And when you have a full team that want it, it makes it a little easier on the coach, of course. So, um, yeah, I think, I think we clicked pretty, you know, pretty early, pretty early for sure. Uh, you know, just being around Lingle Hall and seeing you and talking to you a little bit the last couple of years, you've got a fun personality. And yeah, um, yeah, I can, I can be a little, uh, little goofy from time to time. <laughs> you know, you gotta make, you gotta make some people laugh sometimes. You gotta have some laughter in your life. And I believe that. And, and I, I do that with my girls too. Also frustrating sometimes. And if you can't get yourself to laugh a little bit, you're gonna, you're gonna struggle a little bit. So how did uh, how did they take to your your goofy personality at first? Because sometimes you know a coach can be viewed as this authority figure that might yeah. not have as much fun as as you have sometimes. Well, they knew the right times and the wrong times. You know, same with me. I mean, when it was practice time, it's practice time. You know, we had our before and we have our after conversations where we can do a little bit of joking and and um, just talk just about anything. You know, I'm always there for them. You know personally or whatever it is, you know, that they need. I mean, it's not just golf related. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a relationship where we all have, you know, we have to have fun together and we have to be able to laugh a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it's a more of a before and after thing. And not to say if something, somebody does something, you know, funny and practice, we're, you know, I'm, we're going to laugh about it. You know, that's just that again, that's me. And that's, you know, the girls like that, but um, for the most part, yeah, you know, the beginning, you know, we'll, we'll chit chat for, you know, a good 10 minutes. And then once it's time to practice, it's practice time. And then we focus and, and we get it done. You were hired uh, in your early thirties. Do you think it helps that you're, you know, not too far removed from, you know, being a college athlete to relate to them? Yeah. Um, I think that it does. Um, I think that I can relate pretty well to these kids. Um, you know, I still sometimes struggle to just because when I was in college, I'm thinking, you know, this is what I did or this is how I acted. But um, no, overall, I think that, uh, yeah, I think that we can relate pretty well. And I, I think we all have an understanding with each other. And, and the biggest thing is they know they can come to me for anything, you know, good, bad, or, or like I said, personal um, issues, anything, you know, and I, that's one I want to bring to the kids, not just, you know, helping with them in their golf game or, but in life, you know, I always want to be there for them. And, and that's something that Diane did for us. So I kind of grabbed that from her and, and even my assistant, um, Denny court camp, you know, he's the same way. We have the exact same philosophy. That's why he and I click so well as coaches and, you know, um, we, you know, we're just all good for each other. So. So you win the championship your first year now, 2019, 2020, this past season, uh, how do you think your group handled the success of having that label of champions and trying to do it again? They loved every bit of it. Absolutely. I mean, again, this group never once didn't think they could do it. And that's the same with me, like all year, you know, we called her, they wanted to call themselves ring chasers. I was fine with that. Let's do it then. If you're going to call yourself that we got to go and do it. So um, they just took it and ran with it. And, and after we won, I mean, they're humble, they're awesome. And, um, talked about it all the time and still talk about it all the time. We go over every hole and, and, uh, situations that we went through and, you know, a lot of strategizing the golf course and 
but yeah, they were just, they're excited. And still to this day, they're excited. So, um, cause like you said, we're still defending champs. So there was, there was no level of complacency after you won a championship. Was there? No, mm-hmm. no, no. Um, you know, you, you also added a pretty talented piece this past year. Ayanna Habil was named the newcomer of the year this past year as a freshman. Um, you know, you succeeded fast. Now you've helped her succeed fast. Why do you think it, it happened quick for her in her freshman year? You know, Ayana has some of the best talent um, at, a, at a young age that I've seen in a long time. Um, she, uh, she's got, she just has a really good cough game and she's got a really good instructor that she's went to um, in Dallas. Car- Carlos Brown is his name. Um, and he had worked with her before I, uh, I got a hold of her and, um, she's just, she's just talented and, and he also is too. And just the things that he's done with her and, and, uh, got her ready for the college level. I mean, as a freshman, I mean, it's, it, it was unbelievable. And she, and honestly, like she averaged a 76.69, but she had a really bad round during our, um, Missouri Valley preview. And she, that's only because she was really sick. I mean, she was really sick. She had a fever and, um, and I, and she, of course she didn't, she didn't tell me. So she just tried, she tried her best just to play the best she could. And, um, but if, you know, if she wasn't sick, I mean, her average would be quite a bit lower to be honest. So, um, and it's still good. I mean, for a freshman, that's, that's unbelievable. So, uh, no, I'm super proud of her. I'm super proud of, um, the work that she puts in over the summer and, and, uh, just comes out. And when she, when she tees it up, she tees it up and she's ready. And that's what I love most about her is um, she's ready. Like she's ready no matter what, right? When she tees up to the first tee, she's ready to go. And it's golf the whole time. I mean, it's focus. It's she's, she's driven and uh, it's, it's fun to watch. And um, I can't wait to see what else she can do, you know, the next three years. The stuff of legends playing a flu round. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I know it's, it, it was crazy. I mean, I could just tell in her eyes that she wasn't feeling good. And finally, I think there's three holes left and she's like, yeah, I, I think I might have a fever. I'm like, yeah, you look like you don't feel very good. <laughs> so, um, but I know how that is. I done, I did the same thing when I played. I mean, you want to play so bad that you'll kind of grind through anything. You, you had uh, two seniors on last year's team. You'll get Erica Kerr back. Uh, Lily Kleckner all has, has graduated. Um, how, di- <laughs> how difficult was the conversation with Lily uh, once once your guys' spring season came to an end and knowing that you she- know um, I you know I offered her to come back and I think for her she was just ready to kind of move on and uh, start her career which is very understandable um, and she had some injuries that um, I think put her back a little bit um, and probably was discouraging. So, um, but overall, like, I mean, if you look at her in conference, she was my all-conference player. Um, she played hard that day, and she's a good golfer. And uh, like I said, I think she just decided that she was just kind of ready to move on and, and start um, the work life. So, and then I know she's considering going to grad school too as well. So, but I think she's just really wanting to focus on her career right now. And, and her and I have a great relationship, and I will always be there for her. So, yeah. That's obviously a big loss, but lots coming back. You guys are definitely. I got a lot coming back. I've got. Oh man, uh, if I can get my internationals in, that is Connor. So that's that's the goal right now. I'm struggling with getting my international kids in. So, 
uh, got three, uh, two girls from Thailand and one from Czech Republic. So uh, I think those girls are going to be really good for our program if I can get them in. And then I got a girl from Texas and um, a couple of walk-ons. So I got a lot of kids coming in. Oh, that's exciting. That's exciting. Is this uh, the, the life that you're leading right now? Is this something you always had in mind? Did, did you always kind of work toward this goal of becoming a Division One college golf coach? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, and I've probably mentioned this before, but uh, one of the biggest things for me and, and how golf became so big in my life was uh, I had some bad injuries in high school with my legs. And um, I actually really, I mean, I, was, I loved basketball. I love softball. I really love softball. Like at that time, probably in high school, I thought, okay, I'm going to go play softball, um, whatever level that takes me. Um, then I started developing some really bad leg pain about my junior year of high school. And then come to find out later on my senior year, I have compartment syndrome really bad. So um, running just wasn't my, my go-to anymore. And uh, it was pretty devastating. And I played golf, but um, I didn't take it necessarily as serious as the other sport because I played those for so long and golf was only introduced to me probably just a little bit when I was maybe in seventh grade, but I really didn't start taking it somewhat serious till high school. So I didn't have as much experience as I did with softball and basketball. So um, I thought I was a little bit behind um, when it comes to golf and where I should go with it as a player. And then I realized, you know, that's kind of the sport I'm going to have to play now since my legs are so bad and, and once I started playing it and I I'd be there night and day um day and night whatever you want to call it um and I just I grew to love it it like kind of saved me I guess you could say so uh that from that day on uh, I knew that that was going to be a part of my life forever was golf so uh, I started off doing pro jobs like those but I knew there was something more I wanted to do and I wanted to teach and and I want to be a part of a team because I'm very competitive. So I knew that coaching was my thing. And I did all kinds of coaching. I started coaching with basketball and Wayne Harry and Nashville and, and uh, did some JV softball coaching. And, and then I was the head coach at Nashville High School at golf. And, and then the more I started coaching, the more I realized, I think golf is my thing, I, you know, as in coaching. And, and I just loved it. I just loved every bit of it. And I love teaching it. And I Love going out and winning championships. So, you got a couple of those. Um, but I want to back you up a little bit. Uh, you said you got compartment syndrome or were diagnosed with compartment syndrome in high school. Mm -hmm. How the heck do you go on and play four years of college golf after that diagnosis? Um, it was actually kind of rough. There's some tournaments I had to kind of bow out, and actually, uh, because the hillier courses. Um, you know, we didn't have those uh, pull carts like they have now. So I was still carrying my bag. And uh, yeah, no, there's probably two tournaments I, I couldn't make it. Um, I'd start with, you know, nine holes and they would just, my legs would go numb and I, there's nothing I could do about it. So um, I'd have to quit. Mm. So it was, it was rough and it was still hard, but most of the time I, I, I got through it. And then my, when I went to Ren Lake, Cindy Korn was my coach and she fought for me to have a cart during nationals. And, uh, that was, that was very helpful for me because I don't think I could have walked, um, three days in a row, four days in a row for the counting the practice round. So, um, that again, that was helpful. And then I had surgeries. I've had two surgeries now. So 
Um, the second surgery actually helped me quite a bit more, to be honest. Uh, and I'm able to walk with my kids on the golf course now. Now I have to take breaks from time to time. But uh, I can walk for the most part. I feel so much better the second surgery as I did the first. He did, he did a little bit more for the second surgery. Um, kind of released a little bit more because I wasn't getting any blood flow going on. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And um, I'm a firm believer at, you know, that uh, the injury took me where I am today. So, Yeah, how do you think it, uh, you know, the diagnosis of compartment syndrome, how do you think that? altered the course of your life? Uh, it did in every way. Cause I, like I said, I, I loved, I loved running sports. I loved to run. I was actually fairly fast and, um, I'm not at all anymore. I can't even, I can't even run a mile. <laughs> I laugh about it now cause I just know I can't, but, uh, no, it was devastating. It was probably devastating for a couple of years cause I just couldn't get past it. And I still would kind of try to, you know, run a little bit or do here and I was just like no I can't so um but you know it's okay and uh like I said I I'm very happy with where I am in my life and um where it's led me and and I'm glad to be here at SIU you know where I graduated and where I played for Diane and carry on that legacy. Did you know that Southern Illinois University awards students 10 million dollars annually in scholarships has test-optional admission and in-state tuition for all U.S. residents. SIU offers hands-on, career-focused learning in every major, which are supported by internships and community service and the potential for study abroad and more. Southern Illinois has faculty who bring real-world experience to the classroom and the classroom into the real world. See what SIU can do for you at the next open house. Registration and info at siu.edu slash open house. Exploring options. That's a Saluki. You had brought up uh, the, the national tournament when you were playing in junior college. I had read, I need you to confirm this, whether or not what I read is true. Did you have a hole in one at that first national tournament? Yeah, I slam dunked it, Connor. <laughs> yep. See, so I still bring a little bit of my other sports in there. You know, I, I, you know, basketball there. I did. It went straight into the in the hole. <laughs> uh, no bounce. No bounce. Oh I slammed. I slam dunked it. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I heard it. You know, hit the bottom of the cup pretty hard. I'm like, oh gosh. You know, sometimes you hit, you know, the pen or something and it ricochets and it's off the green. And my mom's screaming and jumping and she's like, it went in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that was a pretty cool moment. Um, not a whole lot. I don't. I think I might have been the second or third that's done that at the national championship at the JUCO level. That is, but yeah, that was that was that was a really cool moment for me. Is that your one hole in one, or do you have? More? I've got. Let's see, three. Um, I've got that one, and then the other ones were more like during practice and stuff, but not in a tournament. That was the only one in a tournament. So I guess that would be the only one I kind of claim the most, but um, yeah, just practice wise, I've had um, a couple more. <laughs> they all count. They all count. Uh, yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of them that I, I had, I, I was playing by myself and I looked around and I'm like, thank goodness. There was somebody working in the bunker behind me. I was like, somebody saw it. So they would believe me. <laughs> so <laughs> you got to get it authorized. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. Um, well, you, you played uh, as a college athlete, two years at Ren Lake, one year at SIUE. What ultimately led you to play for coach Doherty and in, in SIU in 2007? 
Uh, the reason I came to SIU is Diane. Absolutely. And, and of course, the, the university always, um, you know, in my mind was a great place to go. Uh, but to play golf, it was definitely because of Diane. Um, she is um, so good. At, she was so good at with us on the team. And, and again, she, you know, I try to take her same traditions and it's all about the experience you give your kids and um, what you can do for them, you know, to make them better people and um, better golfers and all the above. So she was the big reason she um, around here, you know, us golfers, young golfers, we knew that if we could play for Diane Doherty, we could be the best we could be. How much did you know about her when you were growing up? just down the road in Nashville. Oh, the name? Oh, you knew it right away. You're like, where is she? Is she out here on the golf course somewhere? You know, you, you knew if, if you heard her name that um, she's big time. So, uh, and she probably love that I say that on here because she knows she's big time. So. <laughs> um, I've, I've seen you or heard you say that you've learned a lot from her, especially about the mental game when you played for Diane. Uh, what specifically did you learn about the mental game from playing for her? Um, I mean, we, we talked about all different types of things, but, you know, she was really good about um, taking our mind off of a bad shot. Uh, I remember coming off of a, a really bad hole and getting onto the par three and, and somehow she distracted me from being so upset. And, and that was just a good, that's just the way she was. She was so good about just being able to get you to, to take your mind off things and being able to focus on what you really need to focus on in the moment. And um, then I went and birdied the next hole. So it was just, she was just so good about transitioning um, players from getting upset to uh, the positive side of it and being able to get them to focus right back in. I mean, she had me – I mean, I was so upset to immediately, like, right back on, on target. So – and that's a little bit of, you know, what I do, definitely. I, you know, whether it's just sitting there, you know, next to the kids and talking to them, you know, be, you know in between holes or, or, you know, walking with them during the holes and just – talking about the golf shots and things like that instead of talking about what just happened. So uh, she was really good about that. And then we carry that on. How much truth is this? How much truth is there to this uh, as a golf coach? You're kind of half technical or swing coach, half psychology coach. <sighs> All of it, Connor. I mean, I don't know if it's half and half. It depends on the kid, to be honest. Some, some is 80% mental and the rest is, you know, mechanical but again it depends on the kid but I to me it's all mental and if you can't get the mental side figured out it's so hard to be able to be good mechanically and I don't really like for them to think mechanical on the golf course they should be ready to go as soon as they tee it up and, and be thinking only about you know that hole and and um and that shot one shot at a time. So, but yeah, it is. I mean, it's just so mental. It really is. And especially at this level and get your emotions um, going and it's hard to get back out of them. So, and we have a few of them that kind of struggled with that. And it's really, really hard when they get to the point of being emotional because when you're that far into um, that being that upset, it's hard to get back and focus. So, um, but we're doing a lot better. And, uh, I think that a lot of them have learned from those situations, and I think that they are a lot stronger as a player just because they went through those situations. So, 
as a coach, do you have to read or study things on psychology? I mean, is that part of your development as a coach? You know, I read whatever's out there when it comes to the mental game, whatever I can do to help. Um, and one of the best um, advice I got, to be honest with, was from Coach Kill. Um, and uh, he told he told me, have, have your kids meditate. And um, I think that helped them a lot, to be honest. I know that not all of them do, but I think some of them do it. And uh, I think that's that can help them a lot, just meditating. And, um, and yeah, he told me, cause I, I mean, I'm all about, I'll go to anybody with advice, you know, that has good advice because, um, I want to win and I'll take whatever information I can from anybody that's been successful and, and, and try to use it on my team. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was one of the biggest things that I think that helped our team was doing some meditation and, um, and just in another thing I had them do and, and that um, Diane even talked about was just playing the golf course in your mind before you go to sleep, because then you wake up, you feel like you've already played it. So um, there's just so many things, but the, like I told you before, every kid's different. So each kid, to be honest with you, like I have to prepare differently. You know, the ones that might be a little bit more emotional, so I, you know, I have to maybe say a few things different or help prepare them in a different way than I do a kid that's just ready to, you know, go and nothing bothers them at all on the golf course. So it just depends on the kid, to be honest. I mean, um, like you said, a psychologist is kind of what you have to be a little bit for each kid. And, and I think that's a little bit with every sport. Um, you know, every kid learns a little different, I guess, but, uh, for sure. Um, and golf, I mean, you really got to be able to understand each kid's game and each can't each kid's, you know, mental side of the game. So, and I think again, that was something that helped us out for that championship is that we all were in tune with how we needed to get there mentally. How did uh, your players first respond when you brought the idea of meditation to them? Um, I think they're okay with it. Uh, I think some did, some didn't. And then when I kept bringing it up and finally, I think some of them started doing it and realized that, okay, yeah, I guess that kind of helps relax you, doesn't it? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it does. So, um, I just don't think they knew enough about it to be honest. And I, and that's where they need to read. And, and, and we also too, um, we have mental game sessions where, uh, we don't practice. We'll just meet and we will talk about how we feel on the golf course and why we feel that way on the golf course and what can we prevent from getting that way. But anyways, it, it, it's just, um, getting the kids prepared mentally. And, and I think I'm very, very firm believer in, in that more than anything is the short game and the mental side of the game, getting that in check. We may have to have you on again. I, I feel like I could talk about the, the mental side of this for a long time. I'm really fascinated. Oh, we, oh, I can too. Believe me. I mean, I could go through each, each kid and we could talk about all of it. Even my side of the mental game, my goodness. So, um, no, I'm with you on that. Well, uh, we'll have to do something during the spring. Have you back on. Uh, Absolutely. But you, you brought up coach kill before and some of the advice that he gave you, he was the, the AD when you got hired. What do you remember about the phone call from coach kill offering you the job? Oh man, it was a great, it was a great one. Uh, he, uh, he, he just basically called me and said, well, you got the job, kiddo. So 
Um, it was just, you know how he is with that voice and, and that excitement out of his voice. And I was already excited. It was just a, it was a cool feeling, not only to get the call, but to get the call from Coach Kill. Um, I've always liked Coach Kill since, you know, he's coached at Southern and on. And um, he's one I've always looked up to, too, just being successful. And, um, yeah, it was, I feel like my experience getting hired was one of the coolest because it was from Coach Kill. So, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Did you take a moment to enjoy it and celebrate it that day? or was You know, it, I just kind of – I was in my car. I was in my car and just kind of sat there for a minute, and I'm like – Coach Kill just called me and hired me as a women's golf coach. I'm like, awesome. You know what I mean? Like, it just kept replaying in my mind as I was driving. And it was kind of numb at first. And then finally just hit hard. And I was just like, this is what I've always wanted. So um, I couldn't be any happier. And, and, and it, was, it was just a great experience to get that boom call from him. Now that you're in it and you've got a couple years under your belt being a head coach, um, what's – What's something that's part of your daily routine that you do um, to try to get better on a daily basis? I do some reading. Um, and I'll be honest with you, one of the biggest things I do is me and my assistant, Denny, Denny Court Camp, um, we talk every day about what we can do better um, for our kids. And um, he is one of the best assistant coaches ever. Uh, and he has so many good ideas. And we bounce ideas back and back. He reads stuff on Golf Digest and you know, I'll read some stuff here and there and, and we'll come together with a plan. And, um, it's probably, it's daily, it's daily. Like we talk daily about different techniques, different things that we could do for the kids, um, different technology, you know, in the golf clubs and, and what, you know, maybe this kid needs and this kid, you know, that kid needs. And, but yeah, I mean, we prepare every day and, after season was, you know, canceled, we still prepared like, okay, we're preparing for next season. And, but it is, it's every single day that we're talking about what we're going to do for each kid to get them to be the best player they can be. Yeah, you brought up this time. And I think a lot of people throughout the country could relate to this, that maybe there's a little bit of weariness during the pandemic. Yeah. We don't know when sports are going to come back. Some people don't know when they're going back to work. How do you fight that and still improve even when this whole thing's going on? You know, I, I'll be honest with you. I try not to think about it, um, even though it's hard not to. I just, I really just try to think about the positive side of um, being hopeful that it is going to happen. And, and if it doesn't, um, then we'll just have to move on and move forward. And, and hopefully we can play in the spring and, and just, continue to do what we can do um but I, I feel like golf is is just so much different than a lot of sports I feel like it's easily you can easily social distance and in, go, in golf um obviously it's going to be the travel that's going to be a little bit hard um you can't be six feet apart in a van so um I don't know if that's two vans or you know I, it, there's a lot of things to think about um the biggest thing is I'm just going to try to be as hopeful as possible that we can have a season and um that we can be successful and go out there and win a number championship because I'm very confident in this team and I think they're confident with me and I think we can do it again. Yeah. No, I hope you guys get that shot. Um, I hope we can all be back, uh, be back at it here soon, but I feel like we just kind of scratched the surface here. Um, I, yeah. I do think we're going to have to have you on again. Hey, that's fine. You just let me know when. <laughs> <laughs> do a 40 minute mental game podcast. Hey, we can, 
Just let me write my notes first, because then I, I might have you on here for an hour. <laughs> hey, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. We can uh, do that. Well, hey, stay safe out there, and uh, thanks for doing it. All right. Thanks, Connor.